We all know that slavery was abolished in America in the 1800s, but if Abraham Lincoln learned about our H-2A visa program, I don't think he'd be too happy. The visa allows foreigners, but usually Mexicans, to live in our country temporarily to do seasonal labor on our farms. Advocates succeeded in shutting down the original guest worker program in the 1960s for human rights violations, but it has continued under a different name and is still in use to this day. Hello and welcome to Bite Sized Food Policy, where I deconstruct the state and federal policies that affect our farms, farmers, and every food you eat. I'm your host, Alana Williams. Make sure to check out other episodes while you're here. Let's do some quick math. The U.S. is home to about 330 million people, all eating three times a day. But we only have about 2 million farmers. Even just 100 years ago, most of the people in our country were living and working on farms. And now about half of 1% of our population provides for everyone. You start to kind of wonder how that's even possible. And yes, tractors have definitely made things much more efficient, but still farms need people to operate. But nowadays people don't want to work on farms. It's backbreaking physical labor in all weather conditions, it's one of the most hazardous industries due to chemicals and machinery. Plus, it only spans part of the year. It comes with no benefits. There's not a whole lot of upward mobility. And it pays minimum wage without offering enough hours to actually make a living. Not exactly the American dream. So when farmers complained that they couldn't find laborers, the government created the H-2 visa program to allow foreigners to come to the U.S. temporarily, up to about 10 months, to work before being sent back. And we act like it's this great opportunity for workers to learn agricultural skills, but really they're just picking our produce, like apples, tobacco, blueberries, it's usually fruit. There's actually two kinds of visas. There's the H-2A visa program, which is for agricultural work, and the H-2B visa program, which is for other temporary seasonal work like landscaping or forestry or domestic care. So to get foreign H-2A workers, farmers, also called growers, fill out paperwork for the U.S. Department of Labor and then use a foreign recruitment agency to be their matchmaker and pair them with a guest worker who's allowed entry to America only to work on that specific farm. Once the worker arrives, the farmer is supposed to reimburse their travel costs and provide housing and pay them minimum wage. Which they might do, you know, sometimes. The problem is, there's not really anyone policing the farmers. Since the guest workers aren't citizens, they don't have... Rights. Yeah, I know. It's not, uh, not good. Because their visa is sponsored by a specific farmer, the H-2A worker cannot switch employers once they get to America, no matter how bad it is. And you might be thinking, okay, but if it's that bad, I mean, they could always go back to their country. Except 
that some employers will hide the papers and visas of their workers to prevent them from leaving. One employer said, in court, that if they have their social security card, they'll leave. An H-2A worker, interviewed by the Southern Poverty Law Center, explained what it was like to be on the receiving end of that, saying, Our employers immediately confiscated our passports. They held on to our documents for months. The grower threatened to report us to immigration if we continued to ask for our passports back. They went on to say how nervous they felt even just leaving their farm and going into town without their documents. And yeah, I would too. This uneven power dynamic between employer and employee opens the doors to all sorts of things like forced labor and wage theft and dilapidated housing or even physical abuse that will never be reported because of their vulnerable position. I don't know if you guys remember in the show Roots how the main character was captured by other Africans and then sold into slavery. Well, that's kind of what these recruitment agencies are in Mexico right now. They realize that anyone looking for work in America is already pretty desperate, so they charge these crazy recruitment fees, usually around a couple thousand dollars, just to put your name on a list. And of course, most people don't have that money, so they're forced to go into debt, sometimes giving up everything they have as collateral. So, you can understand how desperate they are for work once they arrive in America. And if, for whatever reason, a worker isn't compliant, they're threatened with deportation, which gives them no way to repay their debt, which by this point has accrued interest. Former New York Assembly member Charles Rangel put it this way, This guest worker program's the closest thing I've ever seen to slavery. Because... Yeah, when the recruitment agency is threatening your family and could take away your home, you're not in the position to argue with your employer. I mean, not that you could anyway, because even though they're in the land of the free, guest workers are legally barred from negotiating, quitting, or protesting. And sadly, many workers find it impossible to garner enough income to pay back their debt, especially when the farmers know they can kind of get away with cheating. The National Human Trafficking Resource Center has received over 1,400 complaints of abuse from this program, mostly related to wage theft and insufficient work hours. And those are just the complaints of those brave enough to speak up. The sad truth is that farmers actually prefer guest workers to Americans because they have fewer rights. During the Great Depression, the government tried to kick out Mexican farm workers to reduce unemployment, but farmers got so riled up about losing their cheap and exploitable labor force that the government backed down. When the Fair Labor Standards Act was passed in 1938, it gave minimum wage laws for everyone except ag workers and their children. When World War II broke out, many young farmhands went off to the war, and we needed to replace our workforce. So the government created the Bracero program in 1942 to take in thousands of guest workers, mainly from Mexico and the Caribbean. And while this program did try to set up minimum wage laws and housing requirements, there wasn't much enforcement happening to protect this vulnerable group. 
In fact, the Bracero program was shut down in 1964 due to heavy criticism of the low wages and lack of accountability. So it pretty much just rebranded as the H-2A visa program we have today. Given the known human rights violations that have stemmed from the H-2 visa program, it's remarkable that it's still in operation. Whenever we have extreme heat waves, and you hear on the news that a few people died, most of the time those deaths are from immigrant workers who spent all day working in 100-degree weather with no water. California, which is one of the biggest users of H-2A guest workers, has laws to protect them from heat stroke, but the problem is they're not well enforced. A few years back, state legislature proposed a bill that would have made it a crime to deprive workers of shade and water on hot days. Making it a crime makes it actually enforceable. The bill got all the way to the desk of Governor Jerry Brown, where it was vetoed. In his veto notice, he wrote, While I believe enforcement of our heat standards can be improved, I'm not convinced that creating a new crime, and a crime that applies only to one group of employers, is the answer. Keep in mind that according to Penal Code 597.7, it is a crime in California to keep your dog in a hot car. So in case you were wondering where exactly guest workers stand in our country, it is quite literally below dogs. So what does the future look like for this program? Well, the Trump administration has said it wants to streamline the H-2A visa process and expand it to meet the increased labor shortage in the U.S. If that sounds hypocritical to you, just know that Trump told The Economist in May, we're going to have work visas for the farm workers. We like those people a lot, and we want them to continue to come in. Oh, suddenly we like Mexicans. Bruce Goldstein, president of Farmworker Justice, said, it's safe to say that without any reforms, an expansion of the H-2A program will only lead to the abuse of more workers. His organization put out a report recommending the Department of Labor cracks down on abusive employers, strengthens wage protections, and ends systemic abuses during the recruitment process. Even allowing workers to switch employers partway through their stay would significantly cut down on abuse. But most members of Congress want to see the program expanded. I struggled to find po politicians who speak out on this issue which, as much as I hate to say it, kind of makes sense. This is an egregious abuse, but it doesn't at all pertain to their constituents. And advocating for guest workers can really only piss off American farmers. But I did manage to find one. New York State Senate Bill S-6578 is sponsored by Jessica Ramos and would grant collective bargaining rights, benefits like overtime pay, and a sanitary code for labor camps meant to house workers. The bill passed the Senate and Assembly and is now going to be delivered to the governor to sign or veto. So if you live in New York, call their office and tell them you strongly support this bill. It's surprisingly easy. Watch. Hello. 
reached the office of Governor Andrew M. Cuomo. Our normal business hours are 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. To best address your call, please choose from the following options. To leave a message sharing your ideas and opinions to help shape New York's future, please press 1. Record your message at the tone. When you are finished, hang up or press pound for more options. Hi, my name is Alana. I'm a New York resident. And I'm just calling to say that I'm very strongly in support of Senate Bill S-6578, which enacts the Farm Laborers Fair Labor Practices Act. It recently passed in the Senate and Assembly, so I just wanted to encourage Governor Cuomo to sign it into law. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Bye. That's our episode. Thanks so much for listening. I'll put links to additional reading in the description if you're interested, and make sure to stay tuned in two weeks for the next episode.